of the podcast with you as always is bob live in the lounge staring at the ouija board i hope this podcast sounds good because i just got some new hardware i have a wireless lavalier microphone attached to my jacket i no longer have the headphones in with the apple microphone so hopefully this podcast sounds good you don't have that like you know wishy wishy sound that happens when my jacket goes back and forth with that being said ladies and gentlemen happy easter this podcast will air the day after easter and uh, I had to come to Valley Green. I had to come to Valley Green for a multi- multiple reasons. Uh, one, this is like also the most, how do I say this? Like it's the most important, but it's also the most spiritual place for me. And I had to come here to reflect on many things that happened during this uh, Easter week. And I guess, first of all, like, you know, I made a promise to myself after last Sunday, like the Sunday before Easter. Good morning. Happy Easter. I like your hat. Thank you. <laughs> so like a week ago, like, you know, I was just like, I, I gotta, I gotta, um, I wanted to do a couple of different things. One, I wanted to like not say any curse words for the week, just as a test, you know? I also didn't, I abstained from watching pornography. I stopped, you know? And in that, even me saying this out loud, you know, is a realization of the just nastiness that it puts into your head, you know? And we've all seen it. Maybe somebody out there in the show here listening to has never watched pornography, so let me just fill you in. It's not fun, okay? We think it's fun, but really it's not. And, you know, I'm not going to preach about that, but I will say that I felt better not doing it. And I'm going to actively try. I've removed myself from the equation. Sometimes you got to do that, man. You got to just try to give up on things. And like, you know, addiction, you know, like um, cigarettes or anything. It's been four years since I had a cigarette. And yeah, I'm still mentally addicted to the joy of it and how people look like they're having a great time enjoying life. You know, things are just falling into the breeze. I'm feeling great. Let's have a smoke. You know what I mean? And um yeah, I don't do that no more. But anything that you do that's like a pattern or something that's your daily routine, you 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 gotta break. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, not all things. I mean, obviously, like things like exercise, you know, journaling, these are all great activities that I recommend to do early morning. But certain things you give up, right? And like um my uh brother-in-law, he came up from where did he come from? He came from North Carolina, right? Last weekend to celebrate my father-in-law's 94th birthday. And um, he had given up ice cream for Lent. Good morning. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. And, uh, you know, it got me thinking, when was the last time I gave up something? When's the last time that I, you know, did quit something or did something to offer up praise to the Lord, you know what I mean? And 
it had been a while, man, you know, and th that made me sad. But like, I've been going to Storehouse Church for a while, right? We've talked about this. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about my man, JC, okay? He comes back today as I'm walking. I'm walking on this path. It's beautiful. It's probably one of the nicest days in a while here because it's the perfect temperature. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. I got shorts on and I got a wireless microphone. And, you know, that feels pretty good. <laughs> and so does church. Church feels pretty good, you know. And I f I've been fighting this thing inside me for so many years. And things started to happen once I started praying. And, like, let, let's, let's, let's talk about something that is kind of, it, it really made my, like, mouth, like, open, right? So, like, I used to be in a band called Pocket Dial. This was after Downtown Harvest, after Ditto Demi. And Pocket Dial was me making all the beats and my friend Mickey Karpovich doing the vocals, right? And we had a great time. Mickey and I are art artists without a doubt, artists, I should say. And when we're around each other, we understand that. And that's like one of the things that I've always liked about him. And sometimes with like friendship, you know, like you can reach an end point, you know, and like you got to either take a break, take a corner, vis-a-vis, whatever, you know what I mean? Mickey and I hadn't spoken in about almost two years, maybe one year, I don't know. These last three years have been a blur, but I can tell you it was a significant amount of time before I had spoken to him. And, uh, you know, we had uh, started to engage in like a line of uh, text in the beginning, and um Sorry about that. My microphone got a little off there. It was I'm still new to this, so bear with me here. So Mickey and I, you know, we didn't talk for a while, and it was sad. You know what I mean? Like I missed him. He missed me. And about maybe a couple months ago, six months or so, I shot him a text first because he moved out of my grandmom's house. And when he moved out of my grandmom's house, he cleaned that place from from top to bottom. And, you know, the place was falling apart. I mean, my grandmom had passed away. Uh, my brother lived there previously. And then Mickey moved in. And, you know, he, he had lived there. And then we had stopped speaking while he still lived there. And uh, for a, a bevy of different reasons, but they're really not important. But the message is this, right? We didn't speak. I sent him a text. And then for six other months, like, we just would always casually text. But... I would never really want to like see him because I was scared that like the the anger would return, you know what I mean? And like a lot of times in life like you know uh it's good to just take a break so that way you can calm yourself down and like that's something like I never did when I was growing up. I would always like run to the fire, you know what I mean? I would never give myself like a a moment to like um heal, you know what I mean? Like I I would just always want to re-engage in battle and not go to the corner and get like a bag of ice on my head or like you know a drink of water i'd like to keep going keep going keep going since covid taking these breaks has allowed me to find out lots of things about myself and like you know one of the things that i found out about myself is that yes i did miss mickey you know i missed being around somebody who made me feel more creative in a way you know like a muse and we text, we text, and then he listened to this podcast. He listened to, well, apparently in the interim, he was listening to the podcast the whole time, right? He would just 
checking out all the episodes, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I started playing Pocket Dial again last summer, I think, and casually then I started talking about Storehouse Church. Casually I started talking about the cross. Casually I started talking about all these different things. And it was just probably a week ago after the last episode, he, he was like, dude, we gotta, we got to resurrect our relationship. So we went for a hike. We went for a hike right here at Valley Green. We chatted. We apologized to each other, and we gave each other a hug. And he told me this story that was just, it like kind of like, oh, man, it's like, this is what I was talking about last week, the power of prayer, right? So like these people, he, Mickey goes to another church that meets over in West Country Hocken, and I can't recall its name, so I apologize. But I can say that these people, these people were um, maybe a bit like a while back, I posted an episode where the Bobcast T I made into an emoji cross, right? And Mickey listened to that episode and he brought it up to his group and was like, I really want to reach out to him. I want to call him. And then his Bible group, these men and women that I do not know, um, said to him, you should just wait, give him time, give him time and we'll pray for him. So they started to pray for me. These people, I don't even know, you know, with Mickey, right? And just, just, I mean, like, look, if you don't believe in what I'm saying, think about this, though. People are consciously raising positivity in their minds, which, in my opinion, is the strongest weapon we've got, right? The mind is capable of so many different things. We know this. And the power of prayer with a group. all ch- It's like, dude, you're building up, like, just, like, radiant energy, you know, like positive energy, too. It's not conjuring anything that's that's uh, condescending, sarcastic, evil, you know? It's just trying to be a good person. And I'm into that, dude. And, like, look, these people don't even know they're praying for me. They're praying for me, right? And then a while back on the podcast, I talked about how I was allowing, I'm allowing Jesus Christ back into my life, the message, you know? And the, he, he, Mickey went into his Bible group and played it for him, and it was like proof to them that their prayers worked. And that's awesome, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so great. I told Pastor Tasha at Storehouse Church, you know, and it's just like that is the power of prayer, and that is the power of when you're collectively trying to do something. Speaking of doing something, okay, let's chat about this, okay? I didn't, um, I, I didn't uh, make up an excuse. I, I came through over the weekend, and I volunteered at the Easter Jam at Storehouse Church, right? We're talking about being nervous, allowing myself to be vulnerable, allowing myself to volunteer at church, allowing myself to make myself present, present to, you know, not only the Lord, but also the community in a way that was not school where I worked, was not in the band, was not this podcasting. It was just me. And I think that was the part that was cool because I got to know these other volunteers that I never really had a chance to to talk to because, I mean, I got a lot of things going on in my head. I'm uncomfortable. I got all this stuff going on with, like, you know, rediscovering faith. And I volunteered. Right. So I volunteer and, you know, they put me uh, over with these other gentlemen 
at the Easter egg hunt, they, you know, where, the, where we'd be setting up all the egg hunts throughout the day. And then at one point, me and my new friend Ben, we get moved over to uh, the entrance where we're going to be greeting people and telling them to register. So not only am I now with Ben at the front telling people where to go, but I'm also starting to find myself having a great time doing so. There's nothing quite like volunteer work. There's nothing like altruism, right? Asking for things is just not my thing, man. I'm telling you about things that I'm into. Find these things out on your own, but also allow yourself to be open towards discovery because without that, there really is nothing else left in this world. You have to be open towards this, right? And I wasn't. I was closed. I was like, yo, 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 don't come around here. I don't, <laughs> I don't have time for this dude, JC, again. He hurt me before, or so I thought. You know what I mean? Or was it me hurting me? Ah, oh, what's that, Bob? Is that the sound? Yes, that's the sound of the dry bones rattling. So I volunteer. I have a great time. And uh, I got to connect with this dude that I think I mentioned before who, when, my, when I wasn't well, I was just, his faith, like his, um, I guess, passion for ministry and his passion for, for Jesus, you know what I mean? Like he just represented too good. You know, and I know that was also my ego bouncing back in or like a dark part of me that's just like the, the ridiculing part of how I was, you know, programmed in the beginning. And I'm no longer programmed like that to ridicule somebody because they feel something that I wasn't or couldn't at the time. And I, that sets you free, man, when you, when you allow yourself to be open towards looking inward, you know, and fixing the things or, you know, rewiring it. We've talked about EMDR, you know. If you've got something in your life that's bothering you, if you've got something that sucks, you've got you to gotta find some sort of outlet for it. You've got you to gotta let it go. You've got to let it go. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that is always on my mind. And, like, um, just, just today, right? So, like, there's this song by Elevation, which I can't play because I'll get I'll get the copyrights coming after me. Ah, it's called Rattle, and I think I've probably talked about it here before. But, you know, the song is a, it's a very emotional song, and they played it in church today, and it was the first time where I also, too, was vested in this emotional weight. And then I noticed, like, a couple rows ahead um, during the song, somebody had to leave just because they were overwhelmed with emotion. And I, too, have been overwhelmed with emotion in that building. And it made me think, like, um, I know exactly what's going on there. I know exactly what it's like when you, the room, like, starts to become small and you got to get out because it's not be, I mean, like, I, I guarantee that other person, too, in a real-world scenario where it was a physical threat would be calm, cool, and collected. But the stuff that goes on inside, the problems, the conflicts that we have within these are the things that nobody sees, but I could just feel it today. And like when she she walked out, it took her for a while to come back. And at the end, hey everybody, how you doing? And then basically, I think that yeah, I just said something to her. She walked by, and I just I, I can't remember what I said. And I really don't think it was me trying to say it. It was maybe just God just being like, dude, you've got to help this person. I just said, hey, it's gonna be all right. You know what I mean? And that's it. That's all. 
it's always said, you know, and like, I think we all kind of need somebody to say that sometimes. It's going to be all right, you know? And without that, what would be the status quo? We all need somebody to tell us we're going to be all right, right? You can listen to me. I mean, I'm going to, I'm telling you here in nature with this new microphone that I hope is working out well, that it can be okay, but you got to allow yourself to like break these, you know, addictions that you got, right? addiction even to me could be being introverted or not allowing yourself like you're protecting yourself you're addicted towards the safety right not allowing yourself to be vulnerable because you've been hurt so many times before you're somebody like that dude i hear you i hear you you know what i mean i see you and i feel you just like that lady in church and it's like i just feel like we have to help each other and if we did you know what i mean I mean, I love helping kids at school, you know what I mean? Like, if they have a project or something and they want me to, like, do it or they want my creative input, there's no greater thing than that. And if you have something like that similar in a trade or profession, I encourage you to do it because if you do it for somebody, like I said, dude, ask people questions. You want to show that you care for somebody? Start asking questions. Don't be somebody who just talks about yourself. You know what I mean? Hey, look at me. Look what I did today. Don't tell me what you ate. Don't tell me what you ran. And that's the other thing, too. It's like, it felt good to volunteer. It felt good to meet people. And it felt good to uh, see all the different faces that came throughout the community. And I was surprised how many people I knew, you know. And today was Easter Sunday. And, yeah, it was a pretty pretty good um, pretty good mess. Dude. I mean, God, like, it's so emotional. Like, uh First off, we had a party last night, you know, and we had lots of people over, and we we just had a blast, you know what I mean? Like, it's so much fun to, uh, and we had an Easter egg hunt in the neighbor, neighborhood yesterday where all the families had an egg hunt, and we all participated, and it was a great time, you know? And then we had people over last night, we had drinks, we had a campfire, and it's, it's great. These are all new friends, too. I mean, like, I knew some of them from 20 years ago, but these are all families in the valley, it's very uh, community-ish, community-ish, did I just say? But it's also very tribe-ish, you know what I mean? It's nice to be part of a tribe. It's nice to be part of something. And that's also, too, what you can achieve if you go to church or something like that, join a band. But, yeah, like, um, so Pastor Tasha today, she she had a, like almost like a sold-out audience there. And it is crazy to see how many, you know, faces I did not know. And uh, hold on, let me just bring up this, uh, this quote because I don't want to get it wrong. Okay, so Pastor Tasha says, man's way to reach God is religion, and God's way to reach man is Jesus. Let's pause for a second. Say hello. Come on, hide down. Look at these guys. Three, four small dogs, five, six, six dogs. So let's go back real quick. I'll say it again. Man's way to reach God is religion, and God's way to reach man is Jesus, right? So like God's way to reach man is Jesus. So... Let's think about this cosmically, okay? Let's think about the universe, okay, instead of religion. Let's think about God not being, like, I have spoken about this several times before, that, what's that book? And, um, forget, how you doing, man? Good, Happy Easter. Yeah, same you. thank you. Uh, these dogs. So basically, I believe, I think it's Dear God Confession. I, I, I'll maybe tell you about it later, but regardless, the book is like a guy writing to God 
and God responding back, talking about how God isn't human and God doesn't know what it feels like to like lose a job or, you know, get cheated on or have a drug addiction or, you know, be somebody who has evil in their heart. So how would God go about communicating his needs? And there you go. Boom. I mean, like, it's basically like the, the, the plot of like a, a really great like movie, right? God's like, I can't do it myself. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to create something. What should I create? Oh, let me create a son. You know what I mean? And then God says, basically, all right, dude, you're going to have to go down there and do the work. And like, look, I'm doing the work because I'm still trying to understand this stuff. And I have been doing the work. So let's talk about doing the work. Okay. Here's my part about things. Sometimes it's very confusing. Why did God do, why did God do that to Jesus? Right? Why was God like, look, you're my son. Go out there, do the, do the dance on the dance floor, pretend. You're going to have to come and you're going to have to get out of the club, okay? We're going to kick you out forever and it ain't going to be pretty. You might get hurt. You know, I never understood, like, you know, that part. And we talked about that at the end of last week's show, the violent part, right? I mean, like, why would God go about that? Why would God do that? You know what I mean? And um, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's like, you know, I... It's a part I still struggle with, but at the same time, understanding the why isn't really connected to feeling the why. That makes sense. And I do feel like, oh, we're down here at Bell's Mills, traffic coming right at me. Oh, Bobby almost lost his legs there. Two gentlemen over here doing some fly fishing. And uh, yeah, I, honestly, I'm, I'm not doing it for comedy. That car was close. Hey, lady, you see me, right? Okay, that's proper distance. Thank you very much. Oh, we're almost here to the other side. I got to collect my thoughts because I'm scared right now. Oh, man, they're really driving out here today. They're really driving here on Easter. All right, so uh, one of the things that I looked up, too, is like, okay, so what would you demand, dude? Thank you. Appreciate it. So one of the things that I was looking into is like, okay, why would God do that? Why would he send you know, a version of himself back to earth, right? So it's like almost like why did John Connor send the Terminator back in time, right? You got questions. I got questions, okay? Here's the thing. Religion back in the day was insane. Like they would make sacrifices, right? They would, you know, kill animals, drink blood, do all sorts of crazy shit with cows, you know what I mean? And um, that wasn't good. And, you know, I can imagine God or the universal being being like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you looking up, up, up at me talking about sacrifice and all this other stuff like about sending your son to die? Like, it would make sense, right? That stuff makes sense to me. So Pastor Tasha at Storehouse Church, she talks a lot about directions, right? Who do you take directions from, right? It's almost like kind of like what I've been talking about with like the ask questions, you know what I mean? You're somebody who cares. But also, if you're somebody who people follow, it's got to mean that you care about them, right? So, a.k.a. Jesus cares about you, so if you follow him, good things happen. It is crazy, dude. It's a, what if we were talking about, like, uh, the, about a year ago, like, the, the power of uh, imagination and the power of, like, uh, positive thinking. And that's the part, too, that like we talked about. Like my, my, my understanding of Jesus was built upon other people's faith 
other films, other f forms of media or like depictions of them. And the idea of like just letting, letting go of all that and feeling what's going on inside you. I felt that when I was volunteering. You know what I mean? Like I felt that there at the church and it is something to be said about it. Yeah, dude, I, yeah, I'm a member of Storehouse Church. I completely changed my views on things in the course of one year, you know, like, yeah, it feels pretty good. And like in the scheme of things, isn't that what we all want, man? It's like to feel good. Hey, how you doing? Happy Easter. We all want to feel good, right? We all want to feel like uh, we're safe. And, you know, you gotta love that stuff. You know, you gotta, you gotta love it. The band was great today. They did rattle uh, live, and it's such a hard song to do. So kudos to the band for pulling that off. I practice it at home sometimes on drums, and God, that last part is just so difficult. So it's a testament for uh, for people too, like who are musicians who don't give up on something. They gotta learn a part. I remember uh, learning in the meantime by space hog when i was in judah kim in the assassination and that baseline is technical when i first started i was like i'm not gonna be able to do this but i got through and though i flubbed one note on air that nobody could tell was a d instead of an e <laughs> it, i still pulled it off right so i practiced and i pulled it off right so if you practice something what are you what are you trying to do you're trying to pull it off and be done with it forever I think I was in that mindset for a while and like some things you got to keep up with, right? All the things that we're addicted to, you keep up with that pretty good, right? You know, you're like, you're addicted to your phone. Let me get on this. Let me get on this thing real quick. Let me log, you know, 24 hours in a day on the phone and call it a day. Uh, yeah, it's insane, right? Isn't that nuts how we do that? But yeah, giving stuff up, I, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. You know, I'm going to try to keep my mind clear, keep my thoughts penetrating on positivity here instead, you know? And like, there's something to be said about that. If you stay in the positive and you stay in the now, things can be good, you know what I mean? I was so against organized religion for a while because I had built my own basis upon it years ago because of things that were programmed, you know? It wasn't my fault, it was just a, a different version of spirituality, but it is true. Like. I reunite with my friend Mickey and he says this one thing that really just made me think for a minute or two, just, it is the truth. He's like, dude, like, you know how I always say out here, like, you know, what are we doing? What, why are we here? He looks at me at one point during our hike last week and he says, you know, the whole point of living is to praise God every day. Happy Easter. My name's Bob and this has been another episode of the Bobcast.